0: Tyson Bryden. Welcome to Nonstop Rock Talk. This is your host, Tyson Bryden. Today, I'm very happy to welcome solo artist, Davey Williamson. Davey, welcome, in. How's it going?
1: Hey, thanks so much, Tyson. Thanks for having me on.
0: No problem, man. It's a pleasure. Now, I have to ask, as an artist, how has life been as a musician during what we term, I guess, as COVID times? Uh, I'm sure, like everyone, there have been a few challenges along the way.
1: Sure, there is. I, you know, unfortunately, the you know the the gigs stopped because um, at least for me regionally, a lot of the venues just had to shut the doors. Um, smaller venues, restaurant style things—if you wanted to play an acoustic show—some of those were open, which I'm thankful for. Not just for me, because that's not. Um, something that I'm currently doing or or with management is me performing at or booking or any of that but but for my friends that are musicians that I grew up around and care about they're able to keep performing even Though it's, um, you know, it's the restaurant gigs, which a lot of musicians, you know, sometimes aren't fond of, but, you know, times are tough, so you can do whatever you have to do, and so um, that's where everybody's kind of had been, and I'm just glad that there's been an opportunity, and especially the restaurants, giving people that are musicians the opportunity to still uh, maintain that lifestyle. It's important.
0: Now, where are you based out of?
1: I'm out of Wilmington,
0: North Carolina, uh, here
1: in in the United States. Um, And uh, we are a... uh, We're one of those states that everything's last, you know, because they consider it the Bible Belt down here. Right. And uh, (laughs) so we're always, like, you know, the last horse to to cross the finish line. So, uh, you know, um, we had... Uh, Roy Cooper uh, made all kinds of rules and wasn't letting anybody do anything and the bars had to be completely shut down there was no, nobody could open and, and just until I think it was last Friday uh, they finally opened up at least things till 11pm at night and so now bands are starting to be able to play again versus just your acoustic
0: daytime gigs well that's good, that's very good news I mean up here in Canada we're not even anywhere close to that um, no, no They've been kind of, they've been dragging their feet on the vaccine. We weren't able because we're not manufacturing any vaccines in Canada up till now.
1: Uh,
0: So getting it from, you know, from wherever has been a little bit of a challenge. Now they're saying that the, the, uh, the goal was the end of September to have everybody vaccinated, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see on that. So.
1: Well, I think something came up and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I swear I could have seen something this morning that said to the effect of um, one of the vaccines was, was causing blood clots or something along these lines. Oh no. And, uh, how oh, they're trying to pull all of that, and they said something in the headline as long as something to say, uh, you know, doctors are baffled, blah 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 blah. Like, how does the vaccine cause these blood classes and that? And, and to be honest with you, man, like, I, you know, I want everything to go back to being normal again, yeah. but I also don't want it, to, you know, I don't want to be the person who's uh fed the vaccine that yeah. nobody's sure if it works or not, you know, it's not. Don't get me wrong, I you know, I uh you know, I'm I'm in a rock band, so they just you know, we party and whatnot. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, I drank way too many beers too many times and that's terrible for me too, but I think the fact Same. That they have <laughs> You're right, all right. So I, I'm uncertain whether or not it's a good idea to just okay, we're going to just throw this vaccine together and let's hit everybody with it. And then all of a sudden, now they're like, "Oh shit, I think we made a mistake." It's like, well, that's exactly why I didn't want to just be the first one up there doing it. But yeah. I understand that it's a uh, that is something that needs to happen, and it's something that people need to get behind. Once we know that we have something that's safe and secure, and um, and we can move forward, and that's with, process.
0: Well, exactly. I mean, the, the baffling thing to me is the fact that, I mean, we'll watch the news and they'll say, okay, Canada bought this many vaccines from Pfizer. And then you'll see there's, I mean, there's a bunch of different manufacturers of the virus, right? So, and then I've heard of uh, stories about effectiveness. Like, okay, this one's 72% effective. This one's 67% effective. So, um, I'm hoping when when I go to get it that I'll get the 72 percent effectiveness. You know, who knows which one you're getting? Like, I, I don't know. They'll, they'll tell you which which vaccine, vaccine it is. I guess maybe you could ask, but very. Um, yeah, I don't,
1: don't know if they're going to volunteer that information. I, I just don't know. And and at the end of the day, I, it only benefits all of us if everybody is good and there's not a problem anymore. and COVID situation happening, um, more than anybody, it's the promoters, you know, my promoters and venues and and, and the people that I'm friends with and familiar with, our livelihood depends on it, you know, uh, servers depend on it, you know, people who are in the the restaurant industry, the bar industry, like that. That's where I, those are my people, right? <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> it's like, it's like, I, like, I wouldn't think it's worse than anybody, you know, not just to benefit me, but to help benefit uh, everybody involved. Like, if, if I don't, if my fan base doesn't have any money because they don't have a job or they don't go to work and I don't have a venue to perform at, I mean, I need to shift up what I'm doing with the rest of my life, right? That yeah. think that everybody's. Yeah. so I would, be, I would be able to figure it out faster, um, um, faster.
0: in the but, town I live in we're in what they call it, like we're in a red zone so a bar is you can go to a bar and drink a beer or you can go. Have, I mean you can go eat at a restaurant but um, it's only 10 people so you walk in and you go if it's a, a, a popular spot chances are you're going to be waiting in, an hour at least to get in because like and, and they don't they don't do it by per capita of or by size of how big the bar is. You know what I mean? Or the restaurant. It's just 10 people and that's it. You can walk into this big, huge place and they're only allowed 10 people. Oh, that's
1: crazy. Yeah, that's, that's, a, uh, that's not a good way to go about that. No. I don't
0: think. No, not at all. And it just, it's like, what is, why would you even open for, you know, you've got to pay staff and, you know, you have your overhead and, you know, like your electricity and, you know, your rent and everything like that. And I can't see how you can even sustain owning a business under that format.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's possible. Not with ten people, especially some of the sizes of these venues that that uh, you know we perform at or have performed at in the past. Even being in Canada, I. Uh, I don't. I can't see how spot. It's spot. I mean, it's just four or five hundred people that fits. You know, there's ten people in it all, but like, what's the point of it? Well, that, so I think it's
0: just it, right? And then, and then, you know, the the bar atmosphere. There's no atmosphere. <laughs> it's like it's like, right. You know, and if they don't turn the radio on, you're just it's like okay, I could have done this at home, right? So.
1: I think that's everybody's thought, so um unfortunately we're all <laughs> kind of with the same thing no matter where we're at. I know, like, so.
0: Exactly. Now you embarked on a solo career in twenty twenty, I believe. Um before that, please give me a little bit about your background into your musical journey leading up to this point.
1: Okay. Um I early years I played in a lot of little uh well, um, let me preface this with what we used to call indie rock and, yeah. and indie Bank. They were truly independent. There, you know, there wasn't all the digital help. There wasn't all the yeah, um, Facebook and the social communication outlets that there is today. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all these kind of things. Right back when we were independent artists, it was like go into a grocery store parking lot and fly everybody's car and try not to get caught and then, you know, blaze out of there and then hope they show up to shows <laughs> and that kind of thing. Like it was truly independent, you know, it's like we're running on stick- stickers on everybody's car and we're like, oh shit, let's not get caught. <laughs> but today it's, it's it's uh you know today it's something totally different. You know, they're like, Oh you know, indie bands it's like, yeah, but I mean I I don't know, we're we're calling it indie but it's it, it seems really structured to me. I, even being considered kinda in that realm again yeah um i i I don't see it like that anymore i mean my god when i was you know when i was 16 17 years old playing little house shows and stuff like that like that's what i think of indie you know i think of things like you know what i now think are small groups or thought were small groups are now huge groups like mud honey or um yeah you know, big stand or like old school, like rock bands. You know, Back when the Pixies were it like, people were like, who's that? You know, like that's underground. My like, God, you you can go into like an
0: H&M now and there's Pixie shirts in there. You know? It's just like, oh, I know, crazy. I, I always you know, laugh when I so, see that. And I always so, go, I'm like, I'm not buying that because, because now that's become no. like, the norm. You know what I mean? It's, it's like, like, oh, it's, I, it's just,
1: I know it, but it's tough to do that, man. It's just tough to like, not, I, i 'm a big fan of music, no matter where it comes from and who it comes from yeah. but it really irks me like when you see the you know the chick walking down the street with like a a Rolling Stone shirt on or something, and you're like, name one Rolling Stone sh- song. You know, and they're like, I don't have." <laughs> like, come on, man. Yeah, exactly.
0: Or like, I remember a few years ago, a heard Asian wearing a Metallica shirt or something like that. And yeah, oh,
1: see, I think i to throw up, man. Like, yeah, that's what I'm talking
0: about. Exactly. And it was like, yeah, okay. Uh, how many songs do you know and do you actually listen to the bands? <laughs> right? Yeah, well, they,
1: that's the thing they never do. So it's always... It's always, I think, going to be like that because it's you know it's licensing uh, and, and marketing for the band, and the band looks at it like, look, man, you know, call it. Back in the day, what it used to say, we call them sellouts. Yeah. Is it though? It's like, man, I'm trying to live too. I'm trying to have a life. Well, you know, I'm trying to make. And that's that's part of the problem. And um, if if things open back up, and I and I think it's going to happen in the near future. I think that. There's going to be a resurgence of rock music bigger than ever, and in fact, my label, one of my one section of my label, is over in london, and there's a massive uh, surge in rock music and success within rock music right now, and they're going crazy about it, and I love hearing it. The problem is is I'm in America, yeah, you know? <laughs> so here we are, and it's like well. You know, shit, man, like, I, you know, we need, some something has to happen, some of to happen quick and soon. The venues aren't going to make money by just playing the jukebox anymore. Uh, I think people are, like, there's going to have to be events that take place, and I think people are going to have to get excited about it again. And without that, I think we're all going to fall flat on being able to make any money or, or monetize um, whatever it is that we're selling, you know, whether it be uh, tickets to a music venue, or whether it be alcohol at a, at a bar venue. Yeah, a So,
0: yeah, and I'm i I'm kind of with you on that. I was like, I think there will be a resurgence. I think people are just they're just going to want to get out, and they're going to be like, I want to see live music because I and I I've said this I've said this a few times on my show that it's you know we never thought it would ever go away. You know what I mean? So it's like one of those things where you kind of take for granted. You're like, well, you know what? There's always going to be live music. And if I don't go to that show, it's going to be there next week, the next time they come around. Well, now we're waiting for that next time for that band to come around and don't know when it's going to be. Well, think of it this way, man.
1: If, if, uh, if people are going to lose interest in trying to learn how to play music, too. Right. And they're going to lose Performing music because there's no, there's, look, there's already no money in it. Let me, let's be
0: honest, right? Yeah, that's a soldier, Yeah.
1: <laughs> so it, it, unless it hits huge, it, nobody's making a fortune at doing this anymore.
0: Yeah. Um, you
1: can find record deals. I, you know, I've I've been there. You can sign record deals and have some money that is just debt. <laughs> But that's not making money. They're like making it where you can afford to perform night after night, right? And and do it because you love it and you care about it. If um, if bands lose interest in doing that and if the musicians lose interest in pursuing a career in music, we're all damned you know for the rest of our lives, because can you imagine if that went away completely? And everybody was just like, Oh, whatever. Now, now everybody's just a DJ and they're making their beats and everything. Uh, I mean, it's where
0: we're going to be in deep shit again. I mean, what's, I mean, what is the incentive? You know, it's somehow the, somehow the business structure of how it is presented with, you know, needs to change in some way. Where, you know, people are forced to buy a physical product or pay more for what they're listening to. But, I mean, when you, when you, when you think about someone like Spotify and the money that gets paid out from Spotify to the artist, it's just, it's, there's nothing, right? and
1: it's, It is. There's nothing. And so you have to be able to perform and monetize that outlet. Yeah piece of that the whole outlet, like of being in the music business But you can do pretty well playing um, small acoustic gigs you can do pretty well sometimes as a band it's almost like the bigger you try to make it in the business mm. the less financial stability you end up having and hence one of the reasons why I went at all this alone this time. Um, one, I wasn't planning on doing anything again. I kind of put it up. and was like, "You know, I'm just over it." And I had a friend of mine, Sean Atkins from Background Records, just say, "Look, man, you know, I want to do this with you one time, Like, give me a shot. Let's, let's, I want to bring you in. we're going to make things happen. And um, let's uh, let's record it, you know, my studio um, that I'm putting together as we speak. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and cool. yeah, and he he's like, he's like, you know, you play all the instruments. Why don't you just do everything? And I was like, well, I mean, I, I guess, man, I've just never thought of it that way. And, uh, he's, he's talked to me into it and, you know, we seem to be doing all right. I mean, things are, uh, we're having a little bit of success with it. We're on a lot of rock radio stations, um, throughout the country. And, um, and in Canada as well, one of my biggest sports KB Radio in uh, Ontario, uh, they, they probably, I'm in full rotation over there, and do, they do a great job, and do a great job promoting me and, and pushing things along
0: in Canada, so. Oh, that's great. That's great. I, yeah. I, I, I'm the worst, because I don't listen to a whole lot of radio, so... um I mean, I have Sirius in my vehicle, but I don't even listen to that because I just got a newer vehicle. So I got it for like three months, but... I'm oh, be-
1: going to yeah?
0: Yeah, XM Sirius, yeah. So I don't listen to it a whole lot because the certain stations that I do like, I always find it just gets... It's like radio. They only play the same, the same stuff all the time, right? <laughs> Which, so, it's like, oh, I... I uh, when Sirius first came out, I loved it. I was like, okay, this is a different format. This is great. I think I need to maybe deep dive a little deeper into it and find other stations that I might might have more interest in. You know what I mean? Because right, I'm, I'm right. Really bored of the same ones that I'm always listening to, which, which it is what it is. Um, but uh, you mentioned KB Radio is what it is called?
1: Yeah, KB Radio out of Ontario.
0: Okay, well, uh, Ontario's. Uh, I think
1: they're, you know, they're in London?
0: London In London, okay. Okay. Yeah, London.
1: Yeah, London, yeah. Right, I, I could have cleared that up. I've, I've actually traveled all through Canada, so I'm actually familiar with it, which is kind of rare, I guess, to speak to who's done all that. So I traveled the entire Canadian one uh, from East to West. And. Uh, uh, all the way up to Banff and then into Alaska and all that. So. so
0: I've been i played in Banff myself and it was amazing. Have you? Yeah. Yeah, I played oh, <laughs> twice, man. It was it's an awesome place. I love Banff, so
1: it's um, probably one of the free places I've ever been
0: at. Yeah, it's amazing. Amazing. I was there in October. Uh, and of course it's Alberta, so you don't know if it's going to snow or it's not going to snow, but it did snow and it was awesome. And then I was back a few months after that, uh, maybe three months after that. And it was, so the dead of winter, but it was still awesome. It's just a great place. Hopefully, yeah, I love it. hopefully I'll get to go back again someday. Now let's talk about your EP, your upcoming EP. Um, the first single was Thin Disguise. Uh, tell me a bit about that song and possibly um, why was it chosen as the first single?
1: You know what? It's, it's a song that I had written a, a long time ago, but I never finished writing it. and I never really put all the pieces together, but it was one that always kind of lingered around. I, believe it or not, had performed it, totally different lyrics, everything, yeah. a couple times way back in the day um, just kind of test it and see how people like it and it turns out that people responses to it but the band broke up and, and back then i was in a band called third class passenger right. um third class passenger split up i kind of took their songs so i was like yeah whatever i'll them in the back pocket you know for a rainy day or something if i decide to get we're going back at this yeah. or this style of me um it. As fate would have it, here I am again, and I was like, hey, you know what, we're in the studio. He goes, well, you know, what what are we going to try? Let's go ahead and start to lay something down. Well, I was like, well, how about this? (laughs) Let's start with that song again, and and then kind of rewrite the lyrics or refine the lyrics to um, match what I was trying to portray the first time. and uh, it, it seemed to work out, so we had a uh, a good time recording it. And uh, I was having to figure out and knock all the roughs off was the first track that we had put together. And the reason we released it is it was the only one that I had to release at the time. Oh, so, okay.
0: right on.
1: Okay. I was I was going to release one single and say, okay, this is it. Um, and see few happens and then, of course, like said in the studio, one turned into two, and two turned into three, <laughs> three turned into four, and then we were like, I was the like, guy, oh, man, well, all I'm going to do is a CP anyway, and then it turned in four to five, six, seven to eight, which technically eight would put us at an album, right? Uh, so it was being over seven. Um, but there's a, the way I filled it up with two of the tracks are, uh, uh, it's an interlude and an outro So I don't really count them I still call
0: it an EP and, and that's funny that you mentioned that Because I got an advance of the album yesterday So I was listening to it. I was listening to it and I'm like Oh there's 8 tracks on it Because I was going through the listing, I was like oh there's 8 tracks on here And then just as you said I realized that there was an interlude and an outro So technically I guess it's 6 full songs And then an interlude and an outro Which you know that's that's your 8
1: Right, it, but it's interesting how that works too. because with licensing or sync licensing for uh, my uh, licensing uh, contract with Tinderbox Music, yeah. there the way they see it is they want a lot of little instrumental things like that because they can place them in the movies. So I put it, yeah. So to be smart about it, I had to place them somewhere. I, I wanted them on the album anyway, but then I was like, well, if I make them into tracks and not just on the back side yeah. of everything, then I, I can send those off to, you know, Harry Fox Agency and the different groups that need to have it so that I can monetize it Uh BMI, ASCAP, CSAC, SoScan, uh, you know, SoCan, all that stuff. People um, pay for it if they place it in these shows. And so I had some interest for just little stuff like that. I was like, oh well I guess there you go. That's so cool. um yeah, so it kinda of worked out in a funky way. I wasn't anticipating it, but that's what happened. So that's, that's, that's where we're at having that many
0: tracks on it. Ah, okay. So, so so when you go to play live, will obviously Ooh. you're gonna have to you'll have a band.
1: Yes. Yeah. So I'm gonna have guys that are uh that will fill in or they'll you know hire guns yeah. um mostly my brothers a, is a great musician both of my brothers are um as well as my sister oh, wow. and I'll probably drag them into it at some point I love that <laughs> um I have I have yeah i all of a sudden with the Partridge family or whatever so yeah. <laughs> um but uh, <laughs> it's not quite fitting for the sound that I'm doing there. You're gonna have to get <laughs> but, uh, the bus, then.
0: You have to get the <laughs> family bus. Yeah, well,
1: obviously. Um, uh-huh. but I've got friends that I've got friends that are great musicians. I don't think I'm gonna have a problem ever getting guys to come perform. Um, even some of the guys who've played bands with me before. You know, they have interest in wanting to do this as well whether it be Chad Boyle uh, from My Shop Par whether it be Jason Organis from Third Class Passenger Chris McCollum from Third Class Passenger um, you know Cutler Gagellate there's just a ton of names where these, these guys are phenomenal musicians they just they they're burnt out, you know, like uh, like a musician gets. It's just, you get tired of banging against the wall and hoping for some kind of success to happen, and then when it doesn't happen, you you know you are frustrated, so you go, you know what, I'm done this shit, and so you quit. Yeah. And um, that's uh, that's why I kind of just took the flag and have run with it. I'm like, you know what, man, I'll be back and get everybody. You know, <laughs> shit, what do you want me to do? That's good you know, uh, Oh, that's good. You know, I. I and just, you know, I'll be back to grab them when the, when the time comes, but, you know, I, there's too many roadblocks when you have too many uh, hands in the cookie jar, and uh, I, it's easier for me to be completely in control of it on this side, and then be able to go back and get them and be like, I can pay you extra number of dollars per show. Yeah. Cool? Great. Mm-hmm. You know? And then it's we can still stay friends, you know this is how this happens, too, since you're a guy who plays music. Yeah. That, you know, you stay friends and you can stay on good terms versus being in a relationship, you know, with three or four other guys uh, in a band. And then everybody draw a timber canes from 24-7 and all hate each other and end up just breaking up anyway and then never talking to each other again. So I, I think the smartest way to go about it was just attack it myself, come back and tell everybody, say, all right, I'm ready to roll, let's go.
0: Yeah. No, and that's a great way, that, that's a great way to look at it And then, I mean, you have your creative freedom You can, I mean, doing everything yourself is like, you know You, you can experiment, no one's saying Hey, I don't know if I like that, you know, that kind of thing And it's, it's all you, right?
1: That's right, yeah, exactly and you don't well, you don't have anybody in the way, you don't have any, you, 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 like I said, you get to stay friends, and you, get to, you can still pick their brains about, hey man, what do you think of this? You know, with my brother, I do. One of the greatest that's, that will be playing uh, shows with me is Sean Atkins out of the Background Records in Fayetteville, North Carolina. He uh, is a phenomenal musician. He's great at recording. Um, he's is a, a, a rising star producer. Um, and I've I've had the A lot to be able to work with him, and, and, and man, it's like meeting your match mentally. Yeah, uh, and you need to. It's almost like we just walk each other through it. We're never sitting around like critiquing each other. We're more sitting around trying to like realize we're trying to collectively make the best sound and do the best that we can do between our two brains, and without like being like, "Well, I think it should be like this," and they're like, "Well, I think it should be like this." You know, it's like I look you. You know, when we get along and it's, it's great and we have fun doing it and, and he's got some amazing tricks up his sleeve and uh, I'm super happy to be working with him uh, as, well as, as well as other guys as soon as we get, to get back to the chance of performing live. So.
0: Yes, exactly. Now, Cliche was just recently released as a second single. I love that title, by the way. Uh, kind of tell me about that track. Is it What was kind of your thinking behind that song lyrically?
1: Again, this was another one I had in in, in, the, in the back pocket that I just hadn't messed with. Um, it performed it before under a third class passenger. Total different lyrics, total different guitar parts. I kept some of the same things that we had worked on. Yep. Chris wrote brought that one to the forefront, who was the basis for a uh, third class passenger. It was something that he brought to the table, um, but. You know, he again is, you know, the band didn't really work out, here's a track, what are you going to do about it? He's like, man, take it and run, like, make it, make it do its thing. And I'm just like, all right, man, well, I'm going to just go ahead and run with this. So uh, let's rock and roll. And, and he's had the opportunity to listen to it as it's progressed and as we've made bigger, bigger, bigger moves uh, with it. wise um, and, and, and what we planned on making it sound like. Yeah. Uh, as, uh, as, a, as a track. Um, but yeah, Chris McCollum is a big influence on that one. And uh, Jason Gerganus actually showed up to the studio his old drummer for Third Class Passenger to see that I had changed the drum beat on him. I don't think he was very happy about that. Oh. But, <laughs> 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 but no, he's a good, great friend and um, he, uh, he was like, wait a minute, what happened to it going this way? And I was like, oh, yeah, well... <sighs> I can't play as well, so I'm going to have to do it my way, so that's what <laughs> we're
0: at. Well, I heard it differently.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks, Jason. I'm going to do it my way now. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, he, you know, he, he he was super excited to hear how it turned out as well, so the song itself, um, uh, lyrically, I think it says everything that it, it says, and it's easy to, it's pretty transparent, yeah. and, um, the, uh, the track as a whole, uh, laid out, like I said, it had been done early years. Um, and we just I had to rewrite the lyrics, I had to learn how to play all the parts, and then I had to figure out how to do everything, uh, separately, and... Um, figure out how to play like the guys that I was surrounded by. These, these guys aren't—they're they, no joke. I mean, these guys are serious players. So yeah. um, to be able to try to come behind and be like, look what it's like—look what I did to add no hands, you know? Like, right yeah. And they're just like, uh-huh. I'm like all right, whatever, guys. So,
0: yeah. Oh, that's okay. cool. <laughs> now, um, now, as I said, I listened to the—I got the advance of it yesterday and listened to it and. Um, Fault line was, as I said before we started was a, a track that really stood out to me. I really like that song um, and I understand that it may be the third single
1: It is going to be the third single so good call on that um, You know we <laughs> read that song for the moment and I kind of I've always wanted to do something that's just like rock but you know, like a, a straightforward just rock beat. And it's, mm-hmm. it, it sings that. And it, the song itself moves. You know, it's just about how it moves and keeps the kind of flow going. It just it seems to grab a lot of people's attention already from the EP uh, sales and people reaching out to me about it. Everybody started telling me how this was their favorite song. You know, you never know as the guy who's writing it, or, or you never know as the guy who's putting the song together yeah. and knowing how to choose what the audience is going to want to hear. And it, it seems like to me that Line is going to be the one that's going to grab everybody's attention and it's really going to take off and it, it is set up to be the third uh, single to come out off of the EP so I'm, I'm pretty excited about that and it's interesting to finally see what everybody thinks uh, as it was just released what was it last uh, last Friday last Friday so yeah. Okay. So, yeah, it's a, uh people are we're getting a good response out of everything. So, I'm pretty happy about that and I'm looking forward to what the future holds as it continues to grow and and we're getting a uh, we're getting a pretty large number of, of streams at this point. So, I'm uh, more than you know, more than happy about that part of it because yeah. I know that people are to listen on it. So, now, I, it's going to be cool.
0: That's awesome. Now, are there physical copies of the album available?
1: There are. So those are on pre-sale. We're actually going to be doing some vinyl. Um, uh, okay, cool. Custom vinyl kits that will go out. And then we're also going to be doing physical distribution uh, CDs. Um, so my label uh, out of London is going to be handling all physical distribution. Everything The um, be... What is it? is it? Whether it be sweatshirts, t-shirts, like all that stuff, it's all yeah. set up like all sh- anything merchandise. They handle all of that as, as well as, as their other task. But they're going to be uh, doing that where it can all be shipped and um, sold straight from the website. So. And that's davywilliam.com.
0: Okay. And I mean, as a vinyl guy, that would be, <laughs> I'm kind of interested in, in, uh, in getting it myself. So I'll, I'll actually be going on that website to, uh, to try and hunt well, that down. <laughs>
1: so, let me know. Let me know so I'm happily ship you one. Uh, just take care of you and, uh, okay. go it on, but so
0: we'll hear it. Yeah, man. I've, I mean, I'm, I've, I'm constantly listening to vinyl. I mean, I have all these CDs in my in my house and I mean, they're, they just sit there now for the most part. It's pretty well, I've, I've gone back to just buying vinyl all the time. Everything that comes out now, unless it's not on uh, vinyl, I try, I, I try and get the vinyl first, or unless I have to buy the CD, but I prefer to get the vinyl, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm, a big, I'm a big fan. Yeah, I love the vinyl
1: stuff, so there's uh, something nostalgic about it.
0: There is, and, and I love that all these all this stuff coming out is on these colored vinyls and like every week you're seeing like someone's releasing something you're like oh check it this color it's like oh i didn't even th- you know like it's i i mean i have a ton of colored vinyl but it's all new pressings right like all stuff that's come out or reissues or whatever and just all these colors or like the chromatic like how they do it sometimes they'll put like a marbling in the vinyl or you know like just just so many different ways to entice people into buying the vinyl, which I think is fantastic.
1: Yeah, yes, uh, it's awesome. Uh, I love it. I'm just looking forward to people getting the opportunity to be able to get a listen to it on all types uh-huh. of different things. Yes. It's yeah, format, yet. The CD sounds one way, the vinyl sounds one way. Yeah. Um, Same goes for listening to it digitally, even when you listen to it through different digital platforms.
0: That's true. um,
1: It it sounds different, at least to me. You know, whether it's on YouTube Music or whether it's on iTunes, those two sound completely different to me. But, you know, that may be my, you know, my nitpicking things to death
0: brain. Yeah, that's it's funny you mentioned it. I was at a buddy's house, and he... I had brought over a, a stack of vinyls and we were like, we we're having a few beers one night and we were listening to vinyl. And uh, I put this one album on and he, he absolutely loved it. And then he went to the streaming site that he had and listened to it. And it didn't have the same effect for him. He's just like, I don't, I don't get this now. It's <laughs> like, Oh really? I was like, oh, that's kind of, it,
1: it Totally works that way. that's why it's important. Whenever you do listen to the music, like you have, a good sound setup you know because I, you know, a lot of that has to do with the mastering process on the back end yeah um, but but if uh, if, if, you know, if you listen to it through headphones, it's going to sound one way. You listen to it through a car stereo, a different way you listen to it, you know, to a big PA system at like a rock concert. It's going to sound different too. But fortunately, whoever's doing the EQing or, or setting things up, they're making it all kind of sound, sound the same or, or be mixed the same.
0: Yeah, exactly. So besides the website, um, are there, do you have any other social media sites like Facebook or all that kind of stuff as well?
1: Yeah, I have it all. So it's easy to find me uh, even in just a Google search. Um, If you just, you know, go to Google, type my name in D-A-V-Y Williamson, W-I-L-L-I-A-M-S-O-N. All of those different sites will show up, whether it be SoundCloud, Instagram, uh, Twitter, TikTok, all of them. Everywhere and anywhere you can find digital streaming music services as well, you'll be able to find me. So I'm on every store that's available. I'm also, uh, as of this, coming up Thursday, I guess, what, uh, two days from now, there's also, I'm going to be in every uh, jukebox uh, owned by AMI, so AMI jukeboxes. I'll be on every one of those uh, in the world. uh, Moving So that's pretty cool. We just set all that up. So I'm I'm pretty excited about that happening. And and, uh, hopefully people will throw it in the jukebox and then give it a play. It would be awesome
0: that's amazing so is it is it um, the album or is it just certain like the first single or second single or
1: and the entire EP or entire album is going to be available yes everything as a whole so that's hey man I'm, uh, I'm ecstatic about that that's, that's one of those things you've done for your whole life and then you finally get there and you're like you're not even excited anymore you're just like finally <laughs> that's like you know what I mean it's <laughs> like, so
0: that's so true okay, yeah. on the jukebox No, that's not. What's that sort
1: of? You know, I'm just, I'm super excited about it. It's like, now it's like, oh, great. Now I'm on a jukebox. Jesus, finally. (laughs) So now what do we do?
0: (laughs) We have to buy a jukebox.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: Exactly. Yeah, now you're going to have to buy a jukebox. So, yeah, anyways. Yeah, yeah. Well. master code. yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I thank you for coming on today, man. It was uh it was a pleasure and I wish you the best of luck with the EP and I mean, I'm looking forward to getting it. So, um Yeah. I can't wait to throw on that vinyl or, you know, or and I'm going to look it up on my uh, well, I have I have a copy of it, but um is it on Amazon Music, do you know?
1: It is everywhere. Every single place. Of- oh, yeah, you can find it. So, yeah, can- um okay. Anywhere you can find it, the whole, the whole EP is available. So please go and download it. And You know, the game plan is to try to get this thing to... Uh, we're, we're trying really, really hard right now to do a lot of marketing and promotion for the album because I'm, I'm, I'm only a few hundred short at this point from landing on the Billboard charts, um, the top 100. So we're trying really, 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 really hard to hit that number, and I'm probably, you know, uh, four or five hundred off. Okay. well Before I was so but that's all counted by uh, digital downloads. So I need those uh, numbers to be pumped up. We have until the nineteenth uh, to hit those numbers. So I, I think we're going to get there, but uh, you know, I, I like to I like to make sure first. Yeah. I just keep my fingers crossed forever. So. Well,
0: my fingers. Like, Few more numbers for you. Yeah. Yeah, I, I appreciate. It. Okay, man. Well, you, enjoy, you enjoy the, the rest of your night, night and uh, hopefully, we'll talk again soon. Can't
1: yeah absolutely make sure you also send me over your information so I can shoot you over a, uh, a vinyl copy okay.
0: oh that would be awesome man that would be so awesome okay well th- yeah,
1: and, and it, yeah.
0: it's been a pleasure and we uh, we take it easy
1: alright I appreciate it thanks so much for having me on
0: okay David thank you very much All right. take care Get it in. okay, okay